Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the Terraces, on Cambridge 105 Radio. And welcome to this week's <coughs> From the Terraces, hopefully a little bit more professional than last week's one, apologies for that, but uh, uh, the men take a back seat today, uh, half the show will be uh, all about the uh, start of the uh, women's football. We'll be talking to Cambridge United, Darren Marsham and Gisela Otten, and also to uh, Cambridge City, Rob Coles and Sarah Hudson about the start of the season. Uh, both of those games are home games, Ely City for Cambridge City at 2 o'clock and the Abbey Stadium for Cambridge United at 2 o'clock. Um, tickets on the gate for both of those season ticket holders going free, I think, for the uh, United game at the Abbey. Histon went out of the FA Cup in the Preluna round, a 2-1 loss to Mildenhall, who previously beat them 4-0 uh, pre-season. A, a good performance. We'll be talking to Lance. And I've got some audio. I couldn't get all of it because the uh, connection was terrible, but we've got the post-Spalding uh, game and some signings news from uh, Robbie. Um, that game has just kicked off their Biggleswade game uh, in the FA Cup Premier round. We'll be keeping up as long as Twitter is online. We'll be keeping up with those results as, we, uh, as they happen. And then a 4-1 loss uh, to Portsmouth midweek um, and a terrible travel home for those that went because of uh, diversions. Uh, and then uh, a one-all draw at Charlton on Saturday. We'll be talking to Matt shortly. But you can talk to us all the usual ways. You can text 07919 or studio at cambridge One O Five. Dot co dot uk. That's 07919 or studio at cambridge105.co.uk. But we'll start as we usually do with United. So as I said, it's uh, it was a, um, a contrasting week. I think is probably uh, the uh, best way to uh, talk about it. Matt, uh, did you go to Portsmouth? Uh, not to Portsmouth, but I did <laughs> go yesterday. The uh, uh, weird thing is, for, for me at least, uh, there, there was there was not a lot of difference in travel between the two, despite the uh, big big difference in the uh, length, uh, the distance. Um, Portsmouth was a nightmare coming back because they'd closed down the uh, uh, M25 for one junction and Google just wouldn't get, get the hang of the fact that the junction's closed so it took us took us on a diversion and that diversion kept bringing us back to the same junction so in the end I had to go all the way into London to come out it was a bit of a nightmare and uh, the game didn't, the, the mood from the game didn't help um, if we're honest about it, it we went down uh, one day, we came back and we actually looked not too bad, but the problem was in the second half we imploded. We, you know, we started well and then we just made just ridiculous errors. And and especially given that we know a Portsmouth are going to keep a lot of the ball and b they're going to press and press and press, and we just got caught out uh, a number of times. We absolutely gifted them two goals probably a third uh, strangely you have to look at Mitoff and say he really didn't have a good game and it's not often you can say that but all in all one to draw a line under Matt 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, you were absolutely spot on. I thought, you know, from minutes sort of one to 45 uh, in the first half, I thought we were completely and utterly the, the better team. I thought we handled them well. We handled their press well. It looked like we got, you know, a grip um, as such on, on what Portsmouth were trying to do. And, you know, in fairness, in the first half, you know, we had two or three good chances as well as the goal. And, you know, we, we could have been two up quite easily. And, um, you know, psychology is a funny thing in football. And, uh, you know, watching it on I follow, we... We all sat here on Tuesday, and we said, if we, you know, if we go into the break at one 0 we've got a chance here. And then, as you say, you know, we, we can see the really sloppy equaliser stroke of half time. And um, you know, again, as you say, you know, questions will be asked to the goalkeeper there. You know, I think he, he should have done better with that one as well. And then, as you say, second half, a, a complete and utter implosion, with which Dimmy's got a take you know, another criticism of of the the second and third goals because he just doesn't do enough. And then the fourth, there's nothing he can do about. We were, you know, we were just absolutely sloppy and very poor. We stood there and watched the the winger had the ball in and as you say you know in fact we started off quite well in the second half you know we had a couple of chances again and uh, you know we didn't take them and, and then we throw the game away ourselves so as you say yeah we just had to draw a line under it and um, you know going into to yesterday's game it was obviously important that we showed that, that character that we are all about um, which we, we just about did yesterday for sure but yeah Tuesday night yeah definitely one to, to forget and uh, one for everybody to draw a line under and uh, move forward onto, onto the next game Absolutely, sorry. I have to apologise to, to viewers. I, I don't know. There's, there's there's some noise in the background, which either sounds you're very gassy this morning, or uh, there's a cane toad sort of uh, sitting on your shoulder. One of the two. Uh, we will persevere because it, you can hear. We can hear you all right. It's just the background noises. I, I, I'm sure he isn't belching really, and I'm sure that cane toad is a long distance from him. But uh, there you go. Um, so we looked forward to, I guess, them. Uh, Charlton on Saturday, knowing that in many respects it would be, uh, you know, a, another similar difficult game uh, without perhaps the pressing, but certainly with the majority of the uh, um, uh, possession going to Charlton, and uh, and it turned out that way. It was interesting, and it, we, we were chatting before the press conference after the match um, with the BBC, uh, and we all said the same thing. And we were sitting in different places. We didn't we didn't talk about this during the game, but I never felt that we were going to lose that game. In fact, in the second the start of the second half, I actually felt we might have taken it. It, it was a tough one. I, th- I thought first half we were very very poor. Um, I don't think we really put, but, you know pressed the, uh, the 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 back line. Um, I, I thought we allowed them to have a lot of the ball. As you said, you know we quite lot quite rightly. You know they're always going to have a lot of ball at home, aren't they? And um, yeah, I, I just felt we we weren't up to our normal pressing self. I think you know we allowed the back line the Charlton to to pass the ball along um, very very easily. Um, and and the the game plan for them was was quite obvious. You know they they get it out to one of their full backs, and then it's either a, a pass into the midfield or it was a long diagonal ball out to, to their wingers where, uh, you know, they had so much, you know, space to, to bring down the ball and get beyond our full-backs. So I, I thought, you know, first off, we were incredibly poor 
Um, and, you know, the, the goal we conceded was very, very soft. You know, it's a really poor goal to concede. We just didn't deal with it at all. But as you say, second half, you know, we, we came out, you know, obviously Marcus has said something tactically, he did one or two things as well, just to tighten up a little bit. And for, for at least sort of, sort of 20, 25 minutes in the second half, you're quite right. We got the goal. Um, we went out there, we took the game to them and we looked dangerous and I think one of the, the probably disappointing things of the second half is you know, we looked very dangerous and as you said, you know, we got on top of them but we didn't really create too many chances, you know, it's a real lack of chances but the one thing that we did do is, you know, in the, going into the sort of last sort of 15, 20 minutes of the second half is, you know, Charlton put a lot of pressure on us, you know, they brought a lot of, you know, sort of taller players trying to get the ball forward a little bit quicker and, you know, hit the lines, uh, you know, a lot, lot harder. And I thought we, we dealt with the pressure really, really well. And something that we didn't do on Tuesday is, you know, when, when the pressure was on and the danger was on, we cleared the ball, we put ourselves in the way and, you know, we, we came away with, you know, a, a point that, yeah, it, it was well-deserved. But, yeah, as you say, you know, potentially could have been all three. Yeah, absolutely. Let's listen to what Mark had to say uh, following the game. Mark, coming off the back of the Portsmouth result, uh, you, you always look for a response from that. And today was a fantastic response. Yeah, I thought we played well, actually. I actually thought in the first half we did all right. Um, a little bit more belief, a little bit more conviction and, and a bit more clinical in our attacking play. Probably could have come out a little bit better off. Um, so it was disappointing to go in behind, but we responded really well and played some good football second half, scored a good goal. Maybe could have won it in that period. It felt like the momentum was ours. And then you have to finish the game, obviously, defending and defending and blocking the box as, as, as they make you. And I thought we saw that moment out really well. And there, were, well, there was lots to see in that game. It was good attacking, good defending, holding the ball, game management. It, it, it was all going to plan. You knew you wouldn't get much of the possession and, and, and that's the way it proved. But you, you never really looked threatened. No, it was to and fro a little bit. It felt hard and the boys had to shove shuffle across the pitch incredibly because the distances were so big at times and they moved the ball really well and make the pitch big but I thought we managed to do that and, and come through that quite well so look, in the main there's loads in that game that we think okay can we improve and, and do things better but at the same time when you come here at the end of a busy week two away games on the spin I think we've come out of it really well and seven points from five but more importantly if you look at uh, uh, the performances I think uh, you'd be pleased with where you are yeah, I mean, probably not not at the um, expense of the points because we know how important that is and we know how important it is to just get off the mark early and give yourself a little bit of a foundation in the season. But I think even in the games that we perhaps haven't taken maximums or even any points from, you know, the, the way game at Oxford and spells in the game at Portsmouth, I think we've done really well. So I do think there's something and plenty to be encouraged by ahead of the next little batch of games now. And uh, a number of changes at the start. Obviously, uh, it's been a long it's been a long week. Lots of games in there. Um, it's nice to have that strength to be able to make those changes and not really make a massive difference to the team. I think that's important, and it's tough for the players when I do keep changing it because it, it sometimes disrupts the rhythm. I was very mindful today that I didn't think today would be a lot of substitutions because of the type of game it was. And even though we tired a little bit, we managed to hang on. So I, I didn't want to make lots of changes and disrupt us too much in the game today. Probably came in knowing that and it played out a little bit like that. So we have got plenty of options. We're always going to change the team Tuesday and then again today. And we will again Tuesday because I think it's the whole point of having a good squad and trying to keep everybody fit. As long as we keep getting points and, and results along the way, we can be really pleased with the use of the squad so far. 
Uh, it's interesting, Matt. So, <clears throat> seven points from five games is, uh, on the face of it, I, th- I think a good return in terms of who we've played. Um, we're mid-table, just just above the uh, 12 to 11 spot. Um, and if you look at, as was said there, the Oxford game, where really we didn't deserve to lose that, we could easily uh, be on 10 points. Uh, and they're right up there at the, the top end of the table. So I think you know there's a, there's a lot to look forward to for, for this season. Yeah, I think, you know, you, you've seen more games than me, Tim, and, you know, from what you've said and from what other people have said d- during this season, you know, if, you know, seven, seven points isn't isn't a bad return, but, you know, it could easily be eight or ten or, or anything, really. And, um, you know, you, you said yourself the Oxford game, you know, we were very, very unlucky to only come, you know, to, to lose the game when we should have had a point at least. And, you know, potentially should have had all three had we taken our chances in the first half. And then as we saw Tuesday night against Portsmouth, you know, if, if we hadn't imploded and handed Portsmouth, you know, three, three out of four goals, um, you know, potentially that's another point on the board. And, you know, we, we'd be in a, you know, a half-decent position. And, you know, some people might even say we, we were lucky against, you know, teams like MK, Dons and Exeter at home who, who had, you know, a few chances and probably should have done you know, a little bit better and should have got a point. So, you know, it, it's the nature of the game, isn't it? You know, we're, both, we're we're in a good position right now. And one of the things is, is apart from the, the, the pause of the second half, I think in the most part from, from what I've seen, I think you'd agree, is like performances have been up there so far this season um, and you know uh, you know, I was I was impressed with 40, for 45 minutes against Portsmouth Tuesday from what I saw and then you know for mainly for the, the you know the 25 minutes of good football in the second half yesterday and you know the defensive last 20 minutes that they where they had to hold on and dig out a, a result um, you know in the second half so you know there, there's definitely a good team there there's a good squad there and as you said, you know, you know, performances for for the most part are, are pretty good, but it's, it's got to be a consistent thing. And one thing we have to look at for us is, you know, injuries and suspensions haven't bit yet. So you know, it's a case of watch this space. But while we're picking up points, it's it's all good, isn't it? Really, and that's that's what we want from the club is just to keep picking up points. Sooner we get to fifty points, the better it will be for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in 30 seconds, how big is Tuesday night's game against Southampton, although it is a Carabao Cup game? Uh, not as big as Saturday, I would say. I think we need to win Saturday, but you know, it's a chance for some players to come in and uh, try and get a first-team spot for, for Saturday's game against Burton. Yeah, absolutely, and it's worth pointing out. <clears throat> yeah, so Burton on Saturday, Burton having a, a torrid time of it. One point so far from a four-all draw at Accrington is all they've managed. So uh, hopefully they won't suddenly start to improve when we get to the Abbey. Matt, thanks very much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next week. Cheers. Take care. So there we go. Uh, apologies for the background noises. It was on the line. I've no idea what it was. Uh, I've never heard that before, but uh, that's what you get. We'll take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, Cambridge City. Broadcasting from the city centre. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. So 
So uh, it's FA Cup preliminary round day uh, weekend this weekend. As I say, Histon lost 2-1 to Mildenhall. We'll start, though, with uh, Cambridge City there, playing Biggleswey, kicked off uh, 17 minutes ago. Uh, we'll look in a minute and see if there's anything on Twitter about that one. But I spoke to Robbie this morning. Uh, it was uh, kind of incomplete. We got uh, the reaction from the Spalding game and the signings, but didn't get to talk about uh, the uh, upcoming game because the, uh, the, the line was so bad. But I'll play what we've got. Uh, and then we'll just have a brief chat. So this is uh, Robbie talking about uh, football earlier this week. Robbie, before we talk about the uh, FA Cup game, which uh, by now you'll be uh, nearly to the end of that game, uh, let's take you back to uh, Spalding. Uh, start the home campaign. A, a, a tight game in the first half opened out a bit in the second. Chances for both sides, but in the end, a, a nil-all draw. Yeah, you know, the two games we've had, you know, two nil-nils on the bounce, they've both been very difficult games. You know, Gresley being promoted first time at this level uh, for a while. And then obviously Wednesday night, uh, a very tough opponent in Spalding that have recruited very well in the summer. You know, got a, a nice healthy budget to play with. And, you know, I thought it was a, it was a very good game. You know, especially as, as far as nil-nil goes, there's some good quality on, on show. And yeah, look, the two games, we're quite pleased, you know, Two clean sheets. You know, we went into Wednesday's game wanting to offer a bit more, you know, in an attacking sense and get more players further forward and, and in the box. And and that sort of showed, really, you know, the, the way we played and tried to, to get into their, their area at, at lots of opportunities. And, you know, we've hit the post. We've had some, some good phases of play where we haven't quite, you know, hit the target in some good areas. But, yeah, it, yeah, two positive results for us, you know, against two very difficult teams. So, you know, lots to be happy with, lots to build on as we move forward. Absolutely. And at that game, and you managed to bring in a couple of new players, Ben Siggers uh, on loan from Kings Lynn uh, for a month as he gets some uh, game time in senior football. And then an interesting one in John Freeman. So John Freeman came through the MK Dons Academy uh, system. Uh, two terrible injuries, ruptured knee ligaments, and then having recovered from that, a broken leg really hampered his chances. But he did play uh, first team football in League One. Uh, a really good signing for you. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody that, you know, certainly for myself, I've known a lot of him. I've seen him play for MK Youth Team and stuff like that. And, you know, he has been dealt a, a really poor hand in terms of injuries that he's had. And, you know, when we were, his name was brought to our attention that he, you know, needed some games. And, you know, it was somebody that I thought, I know how good he is. If, if he's three quarters fit, you know, he's sort of, He's played in League One, so we know that he's he's got some some very good ability. And you know, when when we knew that he'd got through pre-season and he you know he's done all the fitness stuff, it was a matter of can we get him some games? And it was yeah, absolutely, because you know if you watch him on the ball, he, he looks to be positive. He looks to play forward, and he's got a very so he, he's never rushed in anything he does, um, and and that's something that. For us, as we get further up the pitch, we need players like John in the team. And, you know, who knows how long it's going to be for. But at the moment, we're, we're going game by game and seeing where we can go with it. And, you know, the, the boy's got so much potential and ability that, you know, we're hoping that the longer he's with us, the better he'll make us. And obviously, the better he'll become. So it's something that it sort of benefits both parties at the moment. You know, we're looking for that extra little bit in that final third. And he, he certainly brings that that quality up a notch or two in those areas. And like I say, 
when we knew he was looking for games, it was, yeah, we'd love to take him. You know, and that's how we we want to progress. He's he's a young lad still, so he ticks a lot of lot of boxes for us. You know, and obviously moving into Sawston and a, and a beautiful new facility, they're the types of players that we want to try and attract to our football club. You know, players that have hungry to to get back up the ladder, and and John's certainly someone like that. And and same with Ben. You know, Ben's a, a very tenacious left back. He was at Stevenage. Um, he's gone to Kingsley, and you know, Kingsley have seen enough in him through pre-season to offer him a, a contract. So, you know, we're very pleased to have both in the building and, you know, we were struggling going into Wednesday's game with four or five injuries. Um, we lost four players from the Gresley game. So, those two coming in, you know, really lifted the group and and helped us play at a level where, you know, we've probably not been for a while, to be honest. You know, we had a, a, a more composure further forward and, you know, we had a left-back that had so much energy and pace that it could just he was up and down for the full 90 minutes and, and that's coming from a lad that hasn't off, played an awful lot of football in pre-season you know with Kingsley and he's had 30 minutes 40 minutes here and there and that was his first 90 minutes for, for a very long time and uh, the news from that game is uh, 30 minutes Taylor Parr puts uh, City 1-0 in front um, uh, we've got Biggles Wade were forced to make an early substitution um, presumably an injury uh, so that's 1-0 at the moment according to uh, Twitter um, and uh, hopefully it will uh, continue to move that way thanks very much um, OK uh, again another another quick one and uh, we'll take uh, we'll take the uh, the interview uh, we'll take an interview with Lance across the city and South Cambridgeshire. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. When we come back... Uh... We'll talk about all things history. Yeah, I know, Chris, but uh, there we go. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Histon not as lucky. Uh, they drew Mildenhall, who they'd lost 4-0 to in the uh, pre-season. Uh, a much better uh, result, uh, but unfortunately uh, still not great. Uh, they went down 2-1. I spoke to Lance earlier on today. This is what he had to say. Lance, it was uh, FA Cup action yesterday. Mildenhall Town, uh, a team you'd played in the pre-season and lost 4-0, you said last week. Above everything else, you wanted to go there and give a good performance. You were going to go as underdogs and, and a good game in the end. They went one up, you pulled back. Some good goalkeeping because Sam Roach kept you in the game and a goalless second half. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that doesn't quite paint the picture, I think, but in a roundabout way it does, in a, in a funny kind of way. But first half, yes, Mildenhall were definitely the better side. They created m- many chances on the counter-attack with their front three being very bright. Um, Sam Roach did make two or three good saves in that first half to keep us in the tie. Uh, but we were always a threat. The, the, the downside for us was in that first half, we didn't defend crosses into our box well enough. And that's where their first goal came from. Um, and we weren't strong enough as a, as a defensive unit, and that's from front to back. But over the piece, I thought the way we, we came... Out second half, obviously two one down, and I think you know Phil Weavers has even said to me, you know, how we haven't got a replay out of it, I don't know because we hit the post twice, the bar once, goal disallowed, and then the second half, the four, second forty five had had everything, you know, goal mouth action, end to end stuff, counter attacks, goals disallowed, <clears throat> bit of feistiness between the you know the two teams, it's just a proper cup tie yesterday. So disappointing to go out, but if we can show that kind of character for the remainder of our league games, then we, we should be okay. In a way, I mean, as you say, you went there as underdogs and uh, you had nothing to lose. But uh, the, the performance, as you say, if that's if you can repeat that uh, throughout the rest of the season, it would stand you in good stead. 
certainly the, the second half. I mean, we, we weren't bad first half. We, we were just making silly mistakes in terms of not being, not defending, you know, strong enough and, and not holding a high line and stuff like that, you know. But the second half, the way we came out, we had a bit more word at, at half time and they responded superbly. I mean, we did everything but score second half, you know. And it wasn't for the fact that, you know, Popey had to make saves. I mean, we hit, like I say, hit the, hit the post, came back into his hands, we hit the crossbar, hit his back and then went out wide. We had a goal disallowed with a foul on him, which was, you know, Sometimes keeps getting the benefit of the doubt, and I know that more than anybody. But just the way we went about it, second half, our intensity, uh, desire, uh, aggression, but channeled aggression was very, very good. And we we set a tempo second half, which I, I think personally we deserved a, a replay. But then that's football sometimes. So, but if we can take that kind of attitude into our league campaign, and certainly the FA Vars coming up this Friday, then hopefully we'll we'll win more than we lose. Yeah, and it's uh, Friday night under lights at the bridge. It's always a good good fixture. And uh, FA Vars action against Debenham, uh, 8 o'clock start. Uh, looking forward to that. Yeah, in a, in a funny sort of way, Tim, it's probably the perfect game for us because obviously there's no points at stake again. It's another cup game in the FA Vars, like I said before. Step five teams are, you know, the highest ranked teams in this competition so you'd like to think that we can have a, a reasonable run in it or if we get a right, the right draw so but we have to get past Debenham first and hopefully if we can do what we did in the second half against Mildenhall we'll be fine but we have to recreate that that kind of that hunger uh, the attitude we showed in that second half and like I say there's no points at stake so hopefully pressure's off us again in a way that we can just go and actually be ourselves and hopefully uh, keep ourselves in the FA Vars hat and it's a busy few days following that because you've then got two home league games, one against Marchtown on the 29th and then one against Newport Pagnell on the 3rd of September. In terms of squad depth, is, is that kind of compaction of the fixtures, is that okay for you? That is the $64 million question, Tim, depending on how we get through Friday night. will depend on what is there for Monday. Okay, then you've got four or five days to rest for the Newport Pagnell game, but both the Marchtown games and the Newport Pagnell games are very big. They, they will be top five teams both of them I think so you know it's, it's a tough week for us in terms of FA Cup FA Vars and then two tough home league games um, but hopefully we can get through that we had two youngsters coming into the squad yesterday that did very well Marley Fisher and Alex Stevens-Lee when they came off the bench yesterday because we literally had a bare 14 in terms of outfield players yesterday and they came off the bench and did themselves no harm whatsoever so we, we know we have the, the youthfulness there but sometimes you need a bit of experience to get you through games and I thought the balance yesterday afternoon was, was very good so hopefully we, get, we take one game at a time as you have to that would be Devon this Friday and hopefully we can get a positive result and uh, to Paul, who's texted in, I did say 8 o'clock uh, was the start on Friday, and that's indeed what it says on the website. So uh, if there is a mistake, it wasn't mine. So 8 o'clock, uh, according to the website at least, you might want to check later on, but that's what I'm saying at the moment. Debenham in the uh, FA Vars uh, on Friday night. Um, <clears throat> where are we now? It's uh, time to look at the uh, women's football. Uh, so it's the start of the season uh, across many of the women's leagues, uh, uh, lower leagues this, uh, the, many of the women's leagues, sorry, this week. Um, and uh, City and United both in action. City are uh, playing QPR Ely City. That kicks off in just over half an hour. United playing at the Abbey against uh, Norwich. Um, so let's start with uh, City. Spoke to... Uh, uh, manager, uh, head coach uh, Rob Coles, and to uh, Sarah Hudson as well. Um, this is what they had to say when I caught up with them early this week. Okay, I'm here with uh, Rob Coles uh, and uh, also with uh, Sarah Hudson, who's uh, captain of the uh, Cambridge City Ladies team. It's time for the first game of the season. It's been a long pre-season. Let's just take you back, though, to uh, last season. And I guess, really, uh, you finished 
pretty much mid-table. But from from conversations that we had with Tim and others last year, I, I think you'd probably be reasonably disappointed with the season that you had last year in terms of the consistency that you showed. I mean, obviously, I wasn't in charge last year, yeah. but I can only speak from obviously for watching. So I was uh, running the twenty threes under twenty threes last year. But again, as as I sort of mentioned last time, is that consistency is one of the hardest things mm. to, to to achieve in football. You know, it's um it's all very well to get up for the big games, but it's doing it week in week out when the weather's good and weather's bad. But I think that's what shot us in the foot last year was our inconsistency, our inability to beat the teams that are below us when we needed to. And to and to consolidate that position in the league and finish higher, which I do think we were capable of doing. Obviously, a change of management uh, over the summer, uh, Sarah. From a, from a personnel perspective, has that made a big difference to the way in which uh, the club goes about its business? Not a huge difference, I don't think. Obviously, Rob and, and Darren and Co were 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 involved in the club last year anyway, so um, they weren't stra- we're not, you know we weren't strangers at all. We kind of all worked a little bit together last year. So in terms of them coming in, I think it's just cemented, I guess, the, the group that that is around now. So like we said before, consistency, we, we've obviously had a couple of changes throughout last season. So I think it's just important now to kind of knuckle down and, and head on as a group rather than the chopping and changing never helps anyone, the management or players. So. It's been a, a, a long time since you since you played football last. It's a, a long a long preseason. Rob, are you are you where you want to be at the moment in terms of fitness levels and readiness for the season? I think that in terms of fitness levels, one hundred percent. I mean, the girls have worked hard throughout the whole of preseason. Um, we were quite fortunate in the fact that we had a fit team anyway, a young team. And so I've never really seen fitness as a big problem for us. I do think that when we do play, even at the end of last season, we're always one of the fittest teams on the league, on, on the pitch. So that was never really a concern for me. If we're asking right now, this minute, I mean, I can't wait for the season to start. We've had a great week, two weeks of, of training. And I think the energy is up within the group. I mean, throughout pre-season, I think any manager will sort of say that the, it fluctuates. You have good weeks, you have bad weeks. But this, the last two weeks have been brilliant. So the, the start of the season couldn't come at a better time for, for me and us, in, in my opinion. I asked uh, Cambridge United the same question. Looking at the league, I mean, it, it, it's always really difficult to, at this stage to predict what's going on. But who do you expect to be uh, the strongest teams in the league this year? So I guess hashtag we're up there last year. I think they missed out by a point. Wimbledon are a very strong side, very well drilled and, and experienced side. And I think then anything under those two really is kind of a, a free-for-all if, as, as such. The middle of the table was quite close last year. There was four relegations, so mm-hmm. which was a massively high number. And I think it's back down to two again this year. But to say it was a, a league of 13 and four went down, although we finished seventh, I think. So, it, you know, in any other league, you look and think seven's a really good finish. But actually, we were like only really just above relegation. So... But it was really tight, so it, it, it could have swung either way, you know, a point here and there, and, and it would have been a completely different scenario. I think if we'd picked up another three points, we would have been fourth. So it, it's really, it's it's all to play for, really. It's a really, it's a really tough and strong league. And I guess we've talked about this in the past with various different people from from a lot of the women's teams. The league structure itself kind of doesn't help clubs uh, with only one promotion and uh, four four relegations last year down to two. A slightly so one 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 smaller league. This there are only twelve teams in the league, but but it makes it difficult because 
that if you've got two really strong sides, which uh, both of you picked out exactly the same hashtag and Wimbledon, it's difficult to, you know, to compete and go for that top spot when there is only one one place for promotion. Does, Rob, does that, does that kind of affect the way you go about a season because of the structure of the league? Uh, to be honest with you, that's the first time I've even thought about it. If I'm being totally <laughs> the answer, the answer is no. I mean, we we can only control what we can control, and that's the team we put out and our performance that we put out week in, week out. And if we turn up every week, then we can put our best foot forward and go into the season optimistic and every game optimistic. And ultimately, that's only thing that's in our control. We can't control what other teams do or how they perform. Uh, we can only really control our performance. So look forward to uh, this season. Uh, when this goes out, we'll be about, what, 15 minutes before kickoff. It's uh, Queen's Park. Uh, you're playing at home at Ely City. Uh, a good, strong team to open against. Yeah, so we had, obviously, the fixtures against them last year, and they were quite close. One fixture that we were very dominant for the majority of the game, the the conditions were horrendous. Like, the ball wasn't even bouncing by the end of the game. It was so wet. In hindsight, probably shouldn't have been played, but what what can you do? So, yeah, I think for us, um, concentrating on uh, maintaining a lead and, and holding on to games, I think, is a massive thing. We're, we're good at, at nicking goals, but I, I guess our um, our downfall last year was like towards the end of the game, maybe a, a little lapse of concentration would, would ruin it. But QPR are a good side against, and you never take any team for granted in this league, so you've got to... You've got to give 150% every game. Uh, looking at the, the the bigger picture, obviously a, a monumental summer for uh, women's football uh, with what the uh, England team achieved. And uh, you look at some of the things that happened when the World Cup was on and the number of uh, girls that started to look to try and play football. Uh, and they expected the same from that. Uh, City are lucky they've got a very good youth setup. Have you seen, Rob, have you seen people coming into the club as a result of the success of uh, the England team? Yeah, 100%. We've, we've had a big uptake in our, in our youth ranks all the way through. I mean, we're fortunate to have a, a really sort of robust youth structure. Uh, our under-15s now are going into the JPL junior premier league where they're going to be playing some of the best girls in the country so we were attracting a lot of talent which is it bodes well for us because we've got a very young squad that has come through the youth system and is ultimately going to going to cambridge city will reap its rewards for that in the future off the pitch, I was looking at the uh, the, the website. Uh, City have just announced uh, to be uh, and house themselves as part of the Her Game Two campaign. It, is that something, Sarah, that, that uh, you're pleased to see that, uh, that City have got involved in? Yeah, definitely. I think obviously we've got a lot of exciting things going on at City anyway, with the new stadium and stuff mm -hmm. coming in. Obviously, working more as one club. So her game too is something that we can be a part of and obviously push as a as a as a whole community and club around Cambridge so yeah I think it's important to be a part of I'm fortunate I haven't really kind of experienced any of that abuse or anything like that so I'm I'm fortunate but I know there is a lot of people that do and I, I work in football as well so I probably in a in a better position than some others because people are used to me so yeah it's it's a really good campaign and it, it only brings more awareness to the to our club as a whole so yeah definitely and Rob, Sarah mentioned, obviously, uh, the, the thing ever has been talking about at Cambridge City. Moving into a new stadium, it would have been great, obviously, if it could have been at the start of the season, but but that wasn't to be. Uh, and you're hoping that uh, it's going to be during uh, this season and you'll end up playing the end of the season, Rob, at uh, the brand new uh, Cambridge City Stadium. 
that is that is the hope that is the dream and that's what we're all hope, wishing for um yeah like you sort of say it's been a long time coming but for the club it's a huge a huge sort of coming together get putting all the facilities in one place giving us a base essentially you know for that we've been somewhat homeless for the last x amount of years and moving into that stadium is just going to be like a coming together and just everything merging and hopefully we can put the performances on the pitch that kind of sit well with it you know if if we take, I mean, it's it's always difficult at the start of the season to predict how it's going to go. And as you say, you can, can only control your own performances. If I came back to you in sort of six or eight weeks time after you've had a, a number of games, what, what would you count as a success for the start of the season, Rob? Well, we outlined, we, ha- we sat the girls down and we've had a, a chat about what, what, what our ambitions are for the season and what, what it is that we would like to achieve. And ultimately, it's probably no different than any club in this league. And that's to, cons- to build off what, we, what happened last year. You know, so we've looked at how many points we got and we want to beat that, that number. We want to get more wins and more goals. And ultimately, if we can do that, meaning that we're playing better and performing better, then hopefully we can move ourselves up the league. And who knows where you can go from there if you get some consistency and some momentum. So we, we've laid out after sort of five, six games, we'd like to have 10 points and 10 goals. You know, if we can get that and, and consolidate, that ultimately puts us in a better position than we would have been five, six games into last season and sets us up with a nice momentum going into the next five, six games. And Sarah, what are you looking forward to most out of this season? Uh, so again, just, just, you know, having the group being successful, achieving what we set out to achieve. We've got a really, really good group of girls. We've had some new additions as well who have settled in straight away. So for me, it's about enjoying a football as much as just turning up every week. Like I've done that for like you know years and years and years. I think it's really important to enjoy where you are and the and the football you're playing. And the more you enjoy it, the the better results you'll have on the pitch as a group. Do you enjoy pre-season? As a goalkeeper, no. Lots <laughs> <laughs> of <laughs> <laughs> Rob um, is a is a is a big fitness guy and never really been my forte running, but I, I do as best I can, and I'm, I'm a couple of years older than a lot of the players, so I yeah I do the best I can. I don't ever really judge myself on anyone else because uh, that'd be silly. But yeah, I, I like pre-seasons a good time. It's always a good prep time, so um, it kind of gets you back into it all and. You definitely need a break. I definitely need a break at the end of the season. So have a, a, a small break and then get back into it. I, I like being part of that routine and, and getting on with things, yeah. But obviously for both of you, it's all about what happens on Sunday, getting out on the pitch. It's good to be back. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Always good to be back playing uh, competitive football. We'll be following, obviously, uh, City and United uh, throughout the season. Um, just looking at the fixture list, came. it's against uh, QPR today at Ely City Football Club. Kickoff in 19 minutes, if you can get there. Uh, then it's Hounslow uh, on a to-be-confirmed fixture. That's just been slotted in, so I'm not sure about that one. Then it's a midweek f- uh, game against uh, United, the first of the uh, Cambridge derbies. That's the one at Ely City. Uh, the uh, later one in the season will be played at the Abbey uh, so thanks very much to Rob and to uh, Sarah for that I also spoke to uh, Darren Marjoram and Gisela Otten uh, Cambridge United as well uh, say they're kicking off again 19 minutes time at the Abbey um, tickets on the gate £5 uh, unless you're a season ticket holder then it's free or you're under 18 it's also free uh, let's get down there and give the uh, women's team a good start this is what Darren and Gisela had to say when I spoke to them this morning. 
So we're here talking to uh, Cambridge United women's football uh, team. We've got Darren Marjoram uh, and Gisela Otten, who plays uh, centre mid, centre back last year. So uh, uh, we're going to just talk about the season uh, this year. It's been a long pre-season. The season starts this weekend. And Darren, are you where you want to be after a pre-season? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you you know, everybody wants to be at the, at the end game, if you like, in terms of where, where they want to head to. But it's a process, you know, and I'm, I'm happy with where we're at right now with the players we've got. As you say, it's been there's, there's been lots of uh, lots of things happening over pre-season. There's always, you know, a change in people at any team. And we've had no different. You get people away on holidays or unavailable and niggles of injuries through pre-season. So, yeah, look. It's never perfect. It's never exactly what you envisage everything turning out to be. But that's that's part of the fun of football, really, that you have to manage that process through. And I'm very pleased with where we're at. We've done a lot of work through pre-season. The players have worked extremely hard. We had a close season plan for them to follow even before we came in for pre-season, which, you know, the, we, we had a really good buy-in to that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy and I'm, I'm really pleased with the group of players we've got. And certainly the, the environment that uh, we have now at training and games is, is excellent. I'm really, uh, really looking forward to it. And you talk about changes. There's been a number of changes over the uh, over the break and into the uh, pre-season. The biggest of which really has been the uh, the launching, the open day launch of the changes that have been made at the club with a new board of directors, uh, an individual shirt sponsor specifically for the uh, women's team, um, and uh, signings uh, and uh, and an integration really, a much tighter integration of the the women's team into Cambridge United football. Ball club is that have you seen that difference in terms of where you're at at the moment Giselle? yeah so it's it's like with all like things like we have good training facilities now so like there is this proper backing now where they really try to facilitate us to just focus on the football and get the most out of us um so training facilities are great the board has introduced themselves to us um so there's there's like great new sponsor as you say like with intelligent membranes so you, you feel the backing and it really helps and it's encouraging. And that means that we can focus on the football and do our job, knowing that like there's a, a structure now that will help us to achieve what we want to achieve. And one of the immediate uh, differences is going to be the number of games that are played at the Abbey Stadium, including because yeah. the opening game this Sunday uh, against Norwich. Uh, They've, we've had some good days uh, at the Abbey with the women's team in terms of uh, both the games that have been played and the support that you've got from it. You must be really looking forward to that. Yeah, so we had two great games at the Abbey the end of last year. We played Norwich and we played Billericay. And especially the Norwich game, which is, of course, a very competitive game, sort of a local rivalry. Uh, rivalry. We had like almost, I think, over 500 supporters a lot of young girls as well, which is really great to see. So yeah, that was absolutely fantastic. And, and we're hoping to get more of that this season. So we're having four home four home games at the Abbey, which I'm, I'm really excited about. Yeah. Darren, from your perspective, obviously, the, the, the changes are something that you've been pushing for and that the club's been pushing for for a while now, the integration and or, or a tighter integration. It's not fair to say an integration, a tighter integration between the club. What differences has it made to you as uh, as a manager? It's, it's sort of similar to what Gisela said. And this process, is, although you know it's become more publicly out there and, and people are more aware of it over the last 12 months, it has been going on for a while. And people like Liz Pamplin and Vicky Hoover have been working tirelessly behind the scenes to, to make this happen over quite a few years. 
but you know differences to me it's, it's kind of like Gisela said you know there's there's much more of a support structure now directly from the club it means that we can focus on we what we have to do so for me as a manager Gisela mentioned the training facilities you know when I'm asked questions or was asked questions last year about how we get the best out of the team you know one of one of the fairly easy answers was, well, let's make sure that we've got good training time, good training facilities and the area and space that we need. That's now in place. So, you know, that's just one example of it. And then there's also, you know, questions constantly being asked of how do we support? What do we put in place? We've, we've brought somebody in this year to work on the physical performance side of things. So we have Marco now is joined to help us with, with that side which was something we've not had before. So, yeah, there's there's lots of things, really. And and for me, it just means that, as, as Gisela said, we can all, as a team, focus on exactly what we're there to do, which is to go out, perform well, and, and try to get results. And we're looking forward to how this looks, not just this season, but going forward over the next few years, because it will continue to develop. The, the club are constantly learning about what else can be done to to, to maximise what we can get out of, of ourselves as players and staff. So... The, the support network's huge, you know, going back a few years, as I say, to the likes of Liz and Vicky having to work tirelessly, that they, they were on park pitches, having to ask and beg for sponsorship to pay for officials' fees and things like that, you know, everybody paying to play. Now we're all in a position where we can go out there and give our all every week, training sessions and games. So just that simplicity, being able to focus on what we're doing is, is the massive support and people to talk to as well. Constantly people there that are there to talk to and lean on and get support. I've been very lucky to go into training sessions with the men's team and Mark Bonner and his staff have been very accommodating at helping me to pick up information. So, yeah, massive support structure and it helps in all avenues. Uh, let's just take a quick look backwards to uh, last season, uh, a ninth place finish. And I guess anything above a relegation zone is uh, is is potentially a good finish. But I, from from the number of times we talked about this last year, a disappointing uh, season for you, really. And particularly around the consistency, you showed some really good performances and you showed some really poor performances and you never really quite got the consistency you were looking for, Giselle. Yeah, absolutely true. We had um, a really good start and then... The time, the end of the season was definitely disappointing with, yeah, simply a lot of losses and underperforming. But it's exciting now to have a fresh start, uh, new players in. Um, so I think we can make an absolute change there. So I don't want to think back too much. Of course, I want to yeah. learn from what, what went wrong. But we're, yeah, we're very positive that we'll be better this year. And we started a process because, of course, we had a poor ending of the season. Um, but we started the process to sort of get competitive again in every game. Um, that's that's the goal at the moment to just yeah be competitive in every game um, and, and fight for us, our spot, and then you sort of see where we end up. So yeah, not looking back too much, but just learning from from what went wrong and then uh, looking forward. Darren, in terms of the league uh, this year, it's actually uh, one fewer team uh, in the uh, league. Most of the teams uh, you'll be familiar with, who do you see as the uh, strong teams? Uh, definitely hashtag again will be will be very strong. You know, they they fought it all the way to the end with Billericay last year and I'm not expecting any different this year. They'll be they'll be up there. Wimbledon will will 100 percent mm-hmm. be up there. Um they've made some fantastic signings. They were very strong last year. They had a bit of a shaky start to the season, which is when it coincided with when their their main striker, Ashley Hinks, who's a phenomenal player at this level, was unavailable to them. So as soon as she was available, they were on a they were on an unbelievable run. And I think, you know, they went pretty much the second half of the season without without dropping more than an odd point here or there. So had they have been in that form at the beginning of the season, Wimbledon would have been, you know, challenging for the title. So I fully expect those two to be up there. QPR, another very good side. And if I'm honest, you know, it's a strong division. There's there's everybody right the way through. Uh, unfortunately, it was four teams down last year, but um, 
you know, as you saw towards the end of the year, there was people picking up results against teams that might not have been expected to to, to get those results. So fully expected to be a very strong league, if I'm honest, all the way through. But I think if we was to pick out sides that would be right up there, I'd, I'd pick out hashtag Wimbledon. We spoke about this in the organisation of the league uh, on many occasions. I'm still one up uh, when we're going back to just two down this year. But it makes it very difficult because... You look at the league from last year and Billericay and Hashtag finished uh, 10 or 11 points clear of the next people who then were 20 clear of, you know, there was there were large gaps all over the table. And so promotion is a very difficult thing. Do, do you think that as a side, you've got a, a good chance of challenging for that? Um, I think currently that is aiming too high, really. I think we're hoping to be there maybe in a couple of seasons, but at the moment, I don't think we're necessarily... Uh, competing for promotion, no. Okay. I don't think it'd be realistic. We've got so we've lost a few players. We've got a few absolutely class new signings, and also young players coming through. But it really is a start of a process. So I don't think we're there yet. No. Darren, uh, I mean, obviously you'd you'd want to finish higher than you finished last year. Um, but is that where you're aiming for? Sort of like you know, keep keeping into that the, the top end of the table. I think Gisela summed it up really well. That's- Perfect answer from your captain, isn't it? Really, when you uh, <laughs> when you go and say, "Well, exactly that," but that's that's realistically how it is. You know, we have to be honest about where we was last season and and how the season ended was was disappointing to say the least. Um, so our aim has to be to do better than that. And as, as Gisela said, it's a process for us at the moment. We realised that we had to make a fresh start and do things differently, and that's where we're at. We're under no illusions that we're not expected to be challenging at the very top end of the table. There were big gaps last year, and I think that's that's something that we have to be mindful of. You know that. The, the, the levels, if you like, of consistency amongst teams. There was very few that had that consistency through the year. If you can put a run together, you can push yourself up to the, up the table quite quickly. So that's our aim, really. You know, as, as Gisela said, be competitive in all games this year because at times last year we wasn't, and we have to be honest about that. So first, that's the first step, and then we have to say, you know, let's look at if we can have some consistency because we had. We had a strong start. We won four of our first five games in League and Cup. Uh, but then we became very inconsistent. It was win a game, lose a game. And that went on for a while until we then hit a vein of form that went the other way. And we was on a consistent run of losing games. So first and foremost, we have to get it right um, to be competitive. And then we have to look at how do we have some consistency, which will push us up the table. But I think you know, for us, it's very much looking at finish better than we did last year or start better than we finished last year. And, and you know, for me, we don't want to put too much pressure on ourselves about where we need to be. It's a, it is a, a journey that we're going to be on for a while. Um, but first and foremost, let's make sure that we're better than last year, competitive in games. And then I think we can start to look at consistency. And, and it's interesting looking at the fixture list. You, it's been a long time coming, the start of the season, but it's a very busy start to the season. In the first month, you've got six games, including uh, a derby uh, against uh, Cambridge City. Uh, you get to play Queen's Park Rangers and Hashtag United all inside the first month. Um, in terms of uh, fitness, match fitness, and uh, hopefully it's going to be a little bit cooler once uh, once we start into this season. But it, that puts a lot of pressure on the, on the uh, team very early early on yeah no absolutely true um and i, I think we're, we're ready to compete so of course the Norwich game will be a great start that will get us right into the mood to to give everything we've got um, and then Cambridge city has an early midweek one which usually also attracts quite a crowd so uh, yeah there will be pressure to um be competitive and get points early on and i think i think we're ready for that um we won't be at our best yet but we'll get there and i th- i think we're already ready to compete and and get points in these games really 
I think it's exciting. I think we're just ready, to, ready to get going. Yeah, you talk to talk to clubs about pre-season, and uh, and uh, I think it was uh, Bond said, you know, if you find a manager and players that enjoy pre-season, then they're lying because it's just the work that you need to put in before you get to actually do what you enjoy doing, which is playing yeah. competitive football. Darren, just to to close on this, then in terms of aims for this season, what what are you going to be happy with in uh, six weeks, eight weeks' time? Yeah, that's a that's a good question to end on to, isn't it? <laughs> um, I th- you know, the, realistically, our games in the first month, six weeks, that we've got a lot of football to play, and against some good sides, like you've mentioned there, um, QPR hashtag etc. And, and the derby as well. I think first and foremost, we have to say, you know, we've got to be picking up points quite quickly. We don't want to be left behind too early. So for us, it's about having some points on the board relatively quickly. I think. What will I be happy with? But I think if we could be picking up points and, and, and being competitive in those games, even if against the likes of a hashtag, it's a very difficult fixture. But if we can be competitive through the majority of that game, and I think from a management perspective, you're looking for performance. You know, results are great. You, you want results. You need results. But it, you can't kid yourself with just the result, can you? Because you can play really poorly. And I, I heard Bond say this the other day. You can play really poorly and, and pick up points. But you know that longer term, that's not going to get you where you want to be you've got to put in consistent performances. So for me, it's much more about performance than anything else. That's what I'll be happy with. We've, we've, got, a, we've got a structure that we've built through pre-season of how we play, both with the ball and without the ball. That's what I'm looking for. I think if we can get the process right in that first four to six weeks, it'll continue to get better. Our fitness will continue to get better, obviously, because we're now into competitive games. And that's what I think will get us where we want to be in the table. So I'm much more focused on the process than I am right now you know, right now I'm, I'm focused on that rather than what the results might be of each individual game. Uh, everyone says it's, uh, we can't do what it, we can only worry about what we're doing. We can't concentrate on anyone else. And uh, I suppose it, it's, it's, it's a truth. Um, good luck to uh, uh, Cambridge United. Uh, five minutes from kickoff uh, against Norwich at the Abbey straight there after this, uh, after we finish the show today. Um, so that, that's it for this week. Let's just go back and do the uh, fixture recap. So United have got a biggie against Southampton in the Carabao Cup, the League Cup. Uh, on Tuesday evening uh, tickets on sale I expect that will be close to being a sellout if not a sellout it's a 7.45 kickoff. and then Burnley are having a dire start to the season um, and uh, hopefully they don't come good uh, there before Arsenal in the uh, Papa John's uh, play trophy uh, sorry I shouldn't, I shouldn't call it that the Papa John's trophy um, on uh, the uh, Tuesday after that so uh, uh, three fixtures left in August um, it's Man- uh, City have got uh, Bigglesweight obviously that's 1-0 at half time Taylor Parr's goal the uh, separation between the two long throws causing a real problem for Bigglesweight and by their own admission on the website uh, a very difficult game for them Um, and then Wednesday they've got Corby before next Saturday's game at home uh, against Sutton Coalfield the Corby game is away Histon have got uh, Debenham in the uh, Vars on uh, that's a Friday kickoff, uh, eight o'clock, like I said, and then uh, the uh, Monday after that, uh, it's Marchtown uh, United uh, home again, uh, three o'clock kickoff, um, and then obviously, as I said, QPR against Cambridge City at Ely uh, kickoff, uh, probably a bit too late to get down there if you're not already there, although you could get there in the uh, by uh, somewhere in the first second half, and uh, at the Abbey United uh, against Norwich, they've got Ashford, and then there's the uh, first of the City United. 
United derbies after that. So plenty of football uh, to go and see. Do get along and support by the men's football and the women's football. We'll be covering uh, both. Um, just an appeal if anyone's interested in helping out on from the terraces, from the men's football or the women's football or both, um, then uh, drop me a text uh, on studio at Cambridge One. Oh, sorry, uh, an email at studio at cambridge105.co.uk. Uh, we'd be loving to take on some uh, extra volunteers for that. Um, all we've got time for thanks to uh, Matt to Darren and Gisella thanks to Rob and Sarah also thanks to uh, Robbie Nightingale and Lance as well um, plenty more to listen to there and if you stay on Tony Barnfield uh, is back shortly he's just done an hour and he's going to do another two hours after this um, and he'll be talking about the Cambridge uh, Music Festival with Justin Lee uh, and other things uh, Jazz Today with Pete Butchers at four o'clock Polish Way five till six at uh, the Cambridge Film Show um, six till seven o'clock before we get into the music shows uh, Club Global DJ Skunk at seven o'clock the Scar and B Show um, at uh, eight o'clock till nine o'clock Queer Cambridge nine till ten Stagger ten till eleven and then rounding out the evening it's uh, Sarah Usam uh, at uh, eleven o'clock with Opus 105 Classical Music Show thanks very much to everybody who contributed today um, and I'm off to uh, Cambridge United. Uh, we'll see you all again. We'll hear you all again uh, next week. Thanks very much for joining us. Do stay on Cambridge 105 Radio. <laughs> Cambridge 105 Radio